that's probably going to be more needful than maybe some of us older folks. That's why we look to them for some of our tech needs. But David said something in Psalms 23. You know, we, we, we know the, the, the psalmist in Psalms 23. We know what it says, but he says something there in verse number one. He put that up because it's important for us to realize David nails it here. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Things that drive us today are things that we want. We want nice homes. We want better vehicles. We want technology. You know, I've never, and I know I'm going to offend some folks here as the world. I don't mean this offensively. I've never seen it like people can't even go to the grocery store anymore. It has to be ordered online, delivered, bags brought to my porch. We don't pump our own gas. Oh, you're listening. We do pump our own gas. They don't pump it. Oh, they don't pump it for us no more. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you had to pump your own gas. But I did find out on the East Coast, there's a, what's that little state, there? Rhode Island? It's against the law to pump your own gas. They still have gas stations that pump gas for you. You can't pump your own gas. It's wild. But it, we're driven. We're driven by things. And the more involved we are with those things and have to be to a certain degree, the more driven, if we're not careful, we become. But David said, the Lord is my all. Church, let's get back to a less stressful time when we're not driven by everything that comes and goes. Come on, there's fads, there's things, all these things that are happening. We've got to step back and realize we've got to be the church. We've got to be in a place to where when we come together, amen, we're not so stressed out about our stuff and what we're driven by, amen, that we, amen, hinder the spirit of the Lord. God wants to do something in every service. And honestly, I believe he does do something in every service. Sometimes we don't see it because people hide it well. God speaks to you. God's dealing with you about things, but you've been very good about hiding it. We get good at it. We put on the dog. We put on the face. Come on. But David said, the Lord is my all. He's my shepherd. What does, he, what does he mean when the Lord is my shepherd? What's a shepherd? A shepherd is a guide. He says, the Lord is my guide. The, the, the shepherd was the watchman for the, the flock, for the enemy, for the, amen, for the sheep to keep an attack from, from happening and trying to thwart things amen, from happening. The shepherd was to defend when needed. David says, listen, when I'm in trouble, my God delivers me. My God defends me. My God guides me. Oh, somebody get this today. Amen. My God guides me. Amen. What are you stressed out about? If God decides to take your life, that's God's doing. Amen. Put it in his hands and realize, amen, the Lord.
Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my guide. The Lord is my defender. Amen. He takes care of me. I shall not want. That means need. It's not that you don't want things. We always, we're human. We're always wanting more. The more I get, the more I want. We do. And so he says, the Lord is my all. Listen, it's the shepherd that tends to the sick sheep, is it not? When I'm sick, come on. Let's stop putting all of our faith in the doctors. I'm not against, oh, hear me. But let's try and ask God, God, Amen. What, what, what's going on with me? Am I supposed to be going through this? Is this for a purpose, amen, so I can be strong and let people see that even though I'm down, even though I have some illnesses, even though I have some problems, I want my family to see the strength of God in my life. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. We don't ask for prayer anymore. We don't come to church and ask to be anointed. In fact, we'll get up out of church and leave. Give God a chance. Let him be the shepherd. Let it get it in your mind. He's my guide, my defender. And then when God gives you direction, follow it. Oh, watch this. I can make some folks mad. Let me rephrase that. I can make some folks matter. Yes, sir, thank you. Don't waste my time praying for you. Don't waste God's time. When I say it's mine, it's God's time. Don't waste my time, God's time, praying for you when you know good and well they the thing you're going to do to change. When you got your mind made up, when you got your mind made up, heaven can't do anything against it. God's not going to break your will. But he is going to give you direction. He is going to send the word your way. And he is going to let you know, uh, amen, you've got to choose uh, whether he's going to be your shepherd, whether he's going to be your guide, whether he's going to be the one that defends you. Oh, Brother Purdue, give me a word. Oh, Brother Purdue, somebody, somebody help me out. Oh, it's great. We can, we can pat each, on the, each other on the back and we can tell each other how good we look and how great everything's going to be. But is that the truth? Oh, I hear these people, amen, telling everybody, everything's all right. Everything's going to be okay. That ain't what God's trying to do in their life. God's trying to teach somebody a lesson. God's trying to take somebody through something so that they'll have an experience in God. Not in the experience, in God. Knowing that God allowed you to go through it. And he says, I'm not going to put anything on you any more than you can take. Did I just say that? Because sometimes I feel like, oh, I can't take no more. God, tear down every, every, every tower that has a cell phone. Tear it down. I'm tired of getting these calls. Tired of 
people whining and not wanting to do anything about it. Sit at home and woe is me when God is supposed to be our shepherd. If God is, come on, I can't make you. I can't force you. Only thing I can do is reinforce to you what God says to preach. He said to preach, amen, the Lord is my shepherd. If God is your shepherd, you need to show God he's your shepherd. Not me, not somebody else. You need to show God he's your guide. He's your defender. He's your healer. He's there for you when you're sick. He's the shepherd. The shepherd searches for you when you're lost. Oh, leave me alone. No, he searches for you when you're lost. Oh, Jesus. Because David says, in essence, the Lord is my guide, my defender. He's my caregiver. The Lord. I love my wife. She knows it. I've, I've spoiled her over the years. That's the truth. It's that truth. I've taken good care of her as much as possible. But there's things that she has in her body I can't do a thing about. I have things in my body. I know she can't be done. Nothing. It's the Lord. I don't give up on God because I see her struggling with something. She don't give up on God because she sees me struggling with something. Come on. Because the Lord is our shepherd. It's the Lord. And we have to trust the Lord. And the Lord's reminded me, and you've heard me over and over and over and over and over and over and over in the years. The Lord, amen, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. He'll take you down the avenue you need to go. Why? Because there's some things you got to learn that you haven't learned before. So i got to take you right back down that lane and show you, amen, and prove to you if if you will allow me, I want to be your shepherd. I want to be your guide. I want to be your defender. By my stripes, amen, I want to heal you. But if I don't, what are you going to do about me? David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Personal. Listen, somebody get this today. Because actually all of us would benefit from when we become so stressed that we cannot handle our situation. We simply need to realign our priorities. Come on, just simply. It ain't, it's just trust God. The Lord loves us. I mean, think about it. Think about the, <laughs> maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only carnal one in here. But this, we sit around and we get worked up about things and think, boy, this is what I'm going to do. Well, I need to do it this way. I'm closing my eyes, you notice I'm not looking around. And we have thoughts. 
those thoughts turn into stress because we know we shouldn't think like that. <laughs> Maybe that's why I love gun smoke. What'd you say? <laughs> you're dead. As <laughs> long as I'm faster than you, <laughs> you're gone. I was thinking about the other day, is that why I like that? Because it's over. No emails, no phone calls, no trash talk, it's done. Come on, you challenge me, it's over. Maybe that's why we deal with things that it stresses us out. And so we all have to find ourselves a place to where, listen, Lord, it's you. I can't handle, I can't, and, and, and truly, we feel like we can't handle some situations. People have been mean-mouthing us. People have been doing this, and things are being said. Things are being done. So what? God says, so what? That's my life every day. I'm good to y'all, and you still ignore me until you want something or need something. Come on, that's God. If God would talk back to some of us like we talk to him, that's exactly what he would tell us. Oh, you want me around when you want me around. The Lord says, oh, Lord, you want to walk a mile in my shoes? I done, I done went to the, I done paid your bill. Why are you racking it up again? Come on, I done cleared your charge card, and what are you doing? You're going back out and charging it back up. Doing everything you can. You get it? He paid your price. Well, I don't need God. You sure don't. And I'll just tell you, if he was like me, he would tell you, I don't need you either. He don't, because he said, I'm going to have me a church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I don't know whether it's going to be the majority, but I'm going to have me some people. Amen. I'm going to have some that love me. I'm going to have some. I'm not going to have to break their will. I'm not going to have to take them through a whole lot. Amen. They'll see me as their shepherd. Jesus. Stress, look at your neighbor say stress, is mostly, watch this, a mental state. It is. Look it up. Research it. What we think and what we feel, what we express, stress. Get there. Oh, watch me now. So when we do some things, oh, I love the Lord, but I just can't get to church. Oh, I love the Lord, but I don't need to be baptized. I don't need to have some preacher preaching at me, but I love the Lord. No, it, it don't work that way. If the Lord's not your shepherd, then guess what? You're going to realize you're still in need. Our problem today is most people don't realize you're in need. We're blind, naked. Come on, we're in trouble, and we don't realize it. 
But we've got to understand God loves us so much that he don't treat us like we treat one another. He don't want you to live under stress. Why? Because stress is mental. And then when it becomes mental, guess what happens? It turns into fear. Look at your neighbor and say, he's my whatever. The Lord is my my shepherd. He's my whatever. He's my defender. He's my guy. He's my whatever. We need to say it. We need to let the enemy know. He's my whatever. Whatever I need, God's there. Because some are stressed, Brother Thomas. I know it's not you. Some are stressed. By the drive to succeed. I want to be the best at what I'm doing. That's not a bad trait. Until we allow it to go beyond. And it interferes between us and God. Because listen, look at it. There's a fine line with self and spirit. There's a fine line. It is. It's a fine line. Because we have to learn how much of ourself that we're listening to and how much of the spirit that we're allowing to speak to us. There's a lot of voices out there. And I have people tell me all the time and they hear voices and have things said, don't click with my spirit. It happens. And sometimes it takes a while for it to pan out or to prove itself. It does. David realized that. David realized, hey, listen, I'm out here. I'm tending sheep. I'm taking care of things. I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. He didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to go after the bear. He didn't have to go after the lion. He could have just let, hey, take one and go. It's just one. But he had something in his heart. Listen, God, listen, God wants you to defend him. To def- not offend, to defend him. Fight that bear. Fight that lion. Run that dude off. Kill it. Get rid of that giant in your life. Standing before you growling and barking and carried on. Come on. David didn't look around and see all the great men of valor. When when Goliath was out there breathing and carrying on, send somebody out here. David was just a little, little, little fella. Amen. What did he do? He said, listen, who is this uncircumcised? Who is this uncalled? Who is this ungodly person out there talking that way to the people of God? Come on, stop letting the devil, stop letting this giant in your life uh, dictate to you, uh, amen, what you are. You're not to be on the sidelines trembling, shaking, uh, amen, scared to death, uh, allowing fear, being stressed out. Your life's not your life, it's the Lord's. And if he takes it today, tomorrow, or a year, or five years from now, it's his. I used to think, <laughs> when you first start preaching, you know, you think older and you think, I used to think, man, it'd be so awesome just to be up preaching the house like this and have the big one and go out. The Lord said, that's selfish. That's selfish. 
while I may like it and enjoy it, the trauma of kids and people, the feelings, even the questions. There would actually be some that would question, well, why would God take him that way? That's the way he wanted to go. You see, we all say things sometimes at one moment that we think, well, but when it comes to serving God, what's, what's all these things got to do with it? David had a life. David had issues. David had problems. In fact, we find that it was in the heart of David so much. He, he didn't want to offend God. He could have killed Saul. Saul wanted to kill David. And I believe David had two or three opportunities to kill Saul. Could have. And in our own minds, we man, he's justified. It would have been all right. Because all he was was becoming a thorn in David's side. All he was was really harming the thing that God was trying to do. You see, here's what jealousy will do to you. It'll destroy you. Saul had his thousands. David had his ten thousands. Jealousy will kill you. Why? Jealousy is nothing but stress magnified. <laughs> That's what it is. Magnified. Because it's a mental state. We, we think that I have to have what somebody else has. We think I have to do what somebody else does. No, we don't. Come on. Paul said, I've learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. I can look around and I can see this preacher. I can look around and I can see this place. I can look around and I can see this thing. Amen. I can look around at somebody else and think, man, they're blessed. This is going on. This is happening. But God said, listen, you've got to learn to be not stressful in the state that you're in. Sounds easy. Sounds easy. But when you hear this statement, David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does that do? What does that make you think? Because most of us, the reason why we're stressed today is because we're driven to succeed. And we compare ourselves to something else or someone else or another situation. Think about it. Because to be driven means something or story. To be driven means something or someone else is behind the wheel. Let that soak in. Your situation shouldn't be driving you around. You understand what I'm saying? Driven. Your situation shouldn't be what, amen, drives you to think like you think. Because greater is he that is in me. Come on. The Spirit of the Lord is more powerful. He said, I gave you all, I'll give you all power over what? Over all that of the enemy? What's your enemy? Is it self? Are you being rebellious toward God, toward his word? Or because you just don't think you have to? Come on, we have to ask ourselves these questions. Because why did the Lord, and, when he, and, and he's talking about anxiety here, why did the Lord said, consider the lilies? I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, I love flowers. Beautiful. Flowers are beautiful. But, man, 
I don't know if your TV ever gets stuck, if you ever leave something on too long. Ours flips over to some pictures, Machu Picchu, the mountains, places in all over the world. You see all this. You think, man, there's just beautiful places everywhere. But the Lord used a flower, a lily. And said, said think. he said, I want you to think about some things. It don't toil. It don't spin. Now, to me, I take that as, listen, it don't get all, it don't get all worked up or excited over everything. Whether it's the sun or the rain, it just continues to grow and be beautiful until it dies. What a connection there, isn't it? But, I mean, why would the Lord talk about lilies? Of all the beauty and all the wonder that's in the world, he said, stop, because he's talking about anxiety. He said, look around. He said, because he goes, there's things that I've created. Oh, Lord. And he said, they have, oh, watch me now. They have enough sense to know it'll be taken care of. Nature itself will take care. He, goes, he even talks about birds. Birds don't store up. A bird... But a bird eats something else, bugs, worms. Think about it. He said, they don't store up. Man, we get nervous not having a can of soup in the pantry, loaf of bread, milk. No. He said, he said but the, I'm, I want you to understand what I'm trying to show you. Is you're stressing out about things that you shouldn't stress out about. They're in my control. You're not going to decide whether you live or die. Hello. I don't care what the devil tells somebody to take your life. Listen, I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. Come on. Even, even someone that's suicidal, you don't have the right to take your life. God gave you the life you have. And he wants you to do something with it. And so when anxiety and depression and all these things come on, he said, look around. Look around and see what I've done. Look at the, see the creation. Look at these lilies. Look at these flowers. Look at these birds. Look at this. And know that I'm in control. Take care of this every day. Every day. Now, the Lord said it. Now, here... Remember Joshua, Joshua 1 and 8. Joshua made a statement. He said, it's important. Did I give you that scripture, Joshua 1 and 8? Are you awake back there? He said, observe to do the word of God. Then we'll see a prosperous, a good success. Then thou shalt have good success. Who don't want to be successful? Who don't want to have good progress? Listen, you're here today, and, and I know you're here. Some are here because we're having a dinner. and that's, that's great. It's great. But God wants you to hear something from him and see some things from him. And know that, listen, he's got this. The enemy's trying to stress you out. 
And he's trying to keep the word of God because that's the true success. And that's what's inevitable. God's going God's to do what he does, irregardless of me or you. Now, we can look over here at these young people. Oh, Lord. Kind of scary. And we can start trying to determine, I wonder which one's going to be the most successful. I wonder which one's going to make a path in life that's just going to blaze everybody else. And then, then the question, I wonder which one's going to keep serving the Lord when life gets busy like it is for mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, when you've got to make a life for yourself and still trust God and not allow to be driven by things. My son, Matt, Growing up, drained us dry. He was involved in all kinds of sports and stuff, AAU and stuff. I worked at the prison, limited income, kids, you know, three kids, and it was just, it was rough. It was rough. So, Brother Matt has kids, and one day he said, Dad, I'll ask a question. Watch it, this is deep. This is deep. How'd you, how'd you, because, you know, now his kids are diming him to death. You know, you know, back then it was $5. Now it's not, I mean, 20 is nothing. And he says, how did you do it on one income? How did, how did you make it? I said, simple, son. The bank. Bank? We didn't have no money in the bank. No. You know the house you was raised in? We bought it for 44000 and you know when I sold it, I owed 90000 on it. That's how. <laughs> you have to do what you have to do sometimes to get by. And, 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 and some don't recognize it. And, and, and we can stress out about it. We can get all worked up about it. And the Lord says, listen, I know what you have need. I know you have need of all these things. I believe, I believe there's some folks here, amen, you don't know about your job situation. God says, trust me. In fact, I'll say it this way. You better start putting away some coins, everybody. Things are going to tighten up, I believe, as we get into the winter. I do. I believe things are going to tighten up. And if you think it's tight now, I'm saying, while you have something, you better, better sock it away and better save it. Because Luke 12 and 15 says, it's not materialism. Life is not in the material things that we have. You can own a lot. But when your health fails, it means nothing. Other than to know that maybe you're going to pass it on. What did he say? He said, take heed and beware of covetous. For a person's life consists not of the abundance of the things which he possesses. Stand with me. I'll pick on Josh. I'll pick on Andrew. 
they're they're two of the brainiacs that just you know they're moved on into college and you know just getting so smart. I don't know. Jobs are so what that you 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 get it all. Don't lose out with God. Don't be driven so much that the Lord is not your shepherd in everything. Because he'll take care of you. Because life is more than food. That's what we're getting from this. Life is more than food. God will take care of you. The body's more than clothes, raiment. He'll take care of you. Come on. We're greater. Listen, in the, in the eyes of God, we're greater than material stuff. Your, you, your body, your mind, your soul is worth more to God than this stuff. Hey, watch this now. This, Oh, Lord. Give me wisdom. Not just birds. Animals. Animals don't take the place of human beings. Right here, I can just show you. Animals, I mean, mankind is more important than animals. Think about it. God feeds them. God takes care of them. Worry cannot change the body. Ask my wife. I get so upset about things I have to do. My body shot in the eye. Diabetic pills, masks to breathe. Just started that. It's not working yet. Huh? Yeah, I do wear it until about 4 o'clock in the morning. People are better than plants, the flowers, the lilies. They don't worry about being clothed. They don't worry about food. God's providence, his protective care, his spiritual care over all creation. Listen, because providence is God. I want you to lay your hand on your heart just and look at me. I want you to look at me. Keep your eyes open. And I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm just as much of a violator at times as anybody in this building because we all are under an attack in different ways. Worry is useless. Did you hear that, devil? I may not always show it, but I want you to know in my spirit, in my mind, in my soul, worry is useless. Because the Lord is my shepherd. It's useless. And actually it's sinful. Worry is sinful. Because it produces fear. David also said Psalms 37 and 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. I read something that startled me, a statement by a a preacher. 
And I thought, man, that was a bold statement. And here I stand getting ready to quote you. He said, worry is faith in the devil. And it caused my eyebrows to, what? But when you think about it, the devil's useless. The devil can't change anything that we don't allow. Get her, please. Have a seat. Get her, please. The devil's worry is faith in the devil because when you worry, the Lord is not our shepherd. Because I'm not trusting that he's going, he's in this. And whether it's, come on, stay with me. Whether it's the outcome I think it should be, he's in it. So to worry and to fret, to fear, because we know the spirit of fear didn't come from the Lord. That's our word. It's the word of God. I didn't give you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Because it shows us fear and anxiety is a frame, is a product of our mind, our mental state of what we're involved in. Isn't Jesus the author and finisher of our faith? So let me just say this. Be content. I love you. I know you love me. And in my environment, my situation, my feelings about my health, my mental stability. We know we love each other. But we've got to learn to be content in whatever state, whatever condition we're in. If we're truly going to trust the Lord. The last scripture I want you to read, Philippians 4 and 11. Because the Apostle Paul says it. He says, not that I speak in respect of want. He says, before I have learned. What does that mean when he says, before I have learned? It means I didn't know it before. I had to learn it. When we, we go so fast. He said, I've learned. It means I didn't always feel this way. I had to learn it. In whatsoever state I'm in, I am therewith to be content. You know, we say stop and smell the roses. Stop and smell the flowers. Isn't that what the Lord's saying? Consider the lilies. Stop and look. Trust me with your life. Come on. That means your goods, your health, your mental state, your physical state, your spiritual state. Trust me because I'm there with you. You have me. Stop and realize what God has provided because God's got this. It's all his. Would you lift your hands all over this place? Come on, you tell him. It's between you and him. You tell I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm my biggest problem. I let fear. I let anxiety. I sit around and think about it and work it up. And it just keeps me depressed. David said, listen, I, I'm not thinking like that no more. The Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. He goes on to say, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. <laughs> you see, He takes care of the needs. Can I just say this in closing? Be ready. Be ready. Look around. Realize the blessings of God in your life. See the beauty that God has surrounded you in. And know that he loves you to tell you to be ready. Don't worry. Don't get anxious. Be genuine in your love for me. That's all the Lord asks. Come on, let's pray together.